Hello, hello, and welcome back to DFT's Dungeon. My name is Daniel Terry, and on this episode, I'm going to get all up in my feelings about Regulate the Chemicals by the band 238. I know I normally talk about heavy bands on this podcast, but I did leave that stipulation in that I'm not always going to do that. But I decided to make that even more confusing for everybody. I called one of the most metal dudes that I know, which is David Bunton of the band The Showdown and recently of the band Hope Deferred. So what you're going to get with this episode are two super metal dudes talking about an indie record that makes both of us feel things. Spoilers, it mostly makes us feel old, but I think that's enough for this intro. So let's get into my conversation about Regulate the Chemicals by 238 with David Bunton. Instagram reels that I just literally just figured out how to do like a week ago. Oh, nice. (laughs) I had no idea this app that I'm using to record these conversations. There's literally a button that I can just hit and it lets me select like, I don't know, like 30 seconds or a minute of the video. And it's like, you want to make this into an Instagram reel? (laughs) I'm like, yes, I would. It's getting uh, it's getting pretty intense out there, dude. It's it's crazy. So like, I was asking some people last week. I was like, "What do I got to do to get people to like check out the podcast?" And you know, I, I got a lot of different answers. A lot of people are just like, "Keep doing you," you know, which is probably my favorite advice. But the other one was like, "Well, you ever thought about doing a TikTok?" And so like, I downloaded TikTok and I watched a bunch of TikTok videos to try to get an idea of like something that I could do. And I, I had to turn it off after like a minute. I was like, I'm too old for this. Like, I don't understand how any of this works. No. And, that, and that's the thing about this record that we're getting ready to talk about. Um, regulate the chemicals. I'm pretty sure when they wrote it and recorded it, they weren't worried about getting a viral TikTok snippet. To- right. Pro- probably not. <laughs> In what? 2002? <laughs> That that was not on their minds, um, which I guess apparently what I found out is that that is an actual thing now. So what people actually like will do things specifically to go viral. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like we're recording this song. We're doing this song. Oh, dude, this part's going to be sick for TikTok. Right. Yeah. Yeah, somebody was telling me about that the other day about like every single song that comes out has a drop, you know, which is like perfect for for putting in there. I mean, yeah, I could tell you this album definitely doesn't have that uh, <laughs> too much. I did learn an interesting thing about uh, Regulate the Chemicals today that I didn't know. First of all, I never even paid attention to which version I had, which is unusual for me because I usually have a lot of different versions of records. And this one in particular, I only ever had the tooth and nail version of it. So, like, I had no idea that originally Less Worth and uh, Sticks Are Woven in the Spokes, I had no idea that was not on the on the original release of that. It was uh, Brian Patton from As the Story Grows pointed that out to me this morning. Yeah, yeah. And I specifically snubbed, I love those songs, but I specifically snubbed those songs 
and did not listen to them. All right. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, well, I'll just cut the 45 minute thing I was going to say about sticks are woven in the spokes. <laughs> See, we just shaved off like an hour. Absolutely. Dude, this it. is viral content right here. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some annoying interviewer questions. When was the first time you heard about 238? Was it this out? Was this your first album by the band, or had you been listening to them for a while before that? Yeah, the first time that I heard about them um, was I went to Cornerstone, and it, my very first Cornerstone was 2001. And that's like right around the time that they put Regulate the Chemicals out. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I was up there, I was excited to see all the tooth and nail punk bands that was like hangnail, you know, dogwood shorthanded, like all these bands. Like I was just like freaking out slick shoes. That was like the deal. So going up there really was kind of bizarre because I really had never been exposed to hardcore that much, never been exposed to, you know, what I would, I, I don't really know at the time i would i was like i thought it was emo i don't really know that i would say that now yeah um but you know seeing i i can't remember if i saw them or not but i remember like i saw dennis and mars um and so i i came back home and i basically like got all in on 238 and then randomly they played a show in Johnson city in a living room when they were promoting regulate the chemicals. Oh man. Okay. And uh, yeah. And I, so I got to see them play. We were, and we were literally sitting on the floor. There was like 25 people. It was an, it was insane experience. So I just kind of dove in to matters of breaking point, regulate the chemicals. But like, I, I kind of view regulate the chemicals was kind of like, my gateway band out of like new school punk rock. Like when I heard uh coin laundry loser, I was instantly like, wow. And I believe the first time I actually heard it recorded was on uh, a furnace fest sampler. Oh, okay. I heard that song and I was like, Holy smokes, you know? And then from there heard the record and, not a lot of the records sounded like coin laundry loser uh, yeah kind of threw me off but it just like i just fell in love with it so as a a long way around that that was kind of like right around that time that it came out was when i started hearing it and it, it really took me in the direction of discovering not just 238 but like a whole plethora of other music yeah that's awesome i'm jealous of you because you got into it when it was relevant, you know, still new and exciting. I didn't hear 238 until, oh shoot, I don't know, probably until like 2003, 2004, which I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean they weren't relevant at the time, but it was definitely older, you know, at that point. Yeah, they because they broke up. They, I mean, they really did break up at the height of their career, in my opinion. I think they played their last show in 2003, sometime in June. I dropped everything that i was doing at the time and went 
and saw their second to last show. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was like a big fan. I mean, big fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have a VHS copy of their very last show. Um, that I traded some merch with somebody over the internet and you know nice so. <laughs> that's awesome well i know i think he chris staples po he posted something on online the other day about he had a copy of it or like digitized or something he's got like a patreon or something and people can oh, can wow. go to that and uh <laughs> i also have a patreon everybody but yeah i know he was posting that like hey if you want to see like it was either the last show or one of their last shows and so i'll probably end up doing that just because I, I never got to see the band live i picked up the first album i picked up by 238 was you should be living and i got it for like five bucks at like a, a cornerstone just one of just one of the random sellers at, at cornerstone i think it was used and so it was real cheap you could buy you could buy older tooth and nail releases there i didn't even know about the take hold version until you know well, until this morning, like I knew that I knew that they were on take hold, but I thought it was just the just the older albums, you know. And so whenever I heard You Should Be Living, I like I think that's a great record. I'll probably talk about that on another on another podcast. But this one really, really stood out to me because it was energetically, you know, like exactly like you said, Coin Laundry Loser definitely sets you up for an experience that you're not going to get. You know, for for the record, <laughs> right? But for me, that's good because coin, stuff like Coin Laundry Loser. So when I first heard Two Thirty Eight, if that would have been like Cornerstone O Four or O Five or sometime around there, I was probably mainly looking for hardcore stuff. You know, hardcore bands and stuff. And so when I, if I would have heard Coin Laundry Loser first, I would have never checked the band out. Because it, I was not really into punk that much by that point. I, I had been into it. I've been into like stuff that people wouldn't even consider punk, like Good Charlotte and, you know, like that sort of. Yeah. I mean, I did listen to a little bit of MXPX. So like you got, I got that, you know, <laughs> that's a thing I can say. So everybody will think I'm cool, right? But <laughs> the, uh, I think you're cool. Thank you. But I think that what I, what really drew me to this record is that they had this kind of melancholy like it was it like some of their songs were like they were very heartfelt and very melodic but like there's something about these songs and it's gonna sound like i'm slamming it and i'm not i i actually really enjoy this about it it feels like you're sitting there in the middle of a saturday afternoon with nothing to do you know like it, it's <laughs> like that it, you know what i mean like like a sunny summer day you have nowhere to be you know you don't have a car you don't have, you, you know, you don't have big plans, <laughs> you know, but for whatever reason, it has been such a long time from today and the last time I actually felt like that, that when I listen to this record, it relaxes me in a way that other stuff, you, you know, other stuff doesn't. Cause like you can't get much more melancholy than this without getting straight up depressing. Right. They like really rides this line between feeling good and relaxed, but also having like a little bit of that like boredom i guess yeah no i totally get what you're saying like and it's interesting because like i guess i've personally never really looked at it that way but when you're when you're saying that it makes me like now i want to actually go back and listen to it again because it's weird i had such a different experience whenever i listened to it the very like when i first heard it and like what it meant to me, like I was like, for instance, like the very first song, Hands of Men, like I was thinking like, 
more i feel like i'm in a hospital and like somebody's sick or you know this this thing is happening and it's like very literal and then like when i listen to it this next time like i literally it, it feels more more like intense and more like insane and more <laughs> like drab and like melancholy and like like somebody's in the middle of a like a like you're almost in the middle of a nervous breakdown, but you're communicating it in this like weird kind of way. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I have you. So here's a, here's a really personal question. Have you ever been in the hospital since hearing this song and thought about this song? Cause I have, <laughs> <laughs> have you? Yes. I've actually, I've actually, no, I've never been in the hospital really like, and thought about this song or I've, I mean, luckily knock on wood i just haven't had to go to the hospital um but yeah i mean it is it's kind of weird like the lyrics especially the lyrics of the song the way the song builds it just is really interesting like what do you think about that like i'm not trying to flip the script no on, you're on good you, man but like uh so this song is interesting to me because first so my my main profession is i'm a medical equipment technician so i actually there there was a long period in my life where i actually worked in a clinical environment and in a hospital environment which like really enhances this song for me <laughs> just because like well no because like it makes me think about how and i'll get to what you asked in a second i just that this thought sort of just came to me and because like i work on medical equipment and I'm like kind of a screw up, you know what I mean? Like at time, like I don't do everything the right way all the time. And I mean, I try to, obviously, you know, like you try to do the best you can. I can relate with you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, I think the, the thing is, is that the idea that like I'm just a regular dude and I work on this like life-saving equipment. So like whenever he sings like sleep safely in the hands of men, like it's kind of creepy. You know, Sleep and the hands of Sleep and the hands of Cause I think about yeah. like, I think about the work that I do. And then I think about like, there's people out there that care less than I do, you know, and then there's people out there that care more than I do. So it, it definitely gives this song kind of like this creepy, you know, sort of vibe, not maliciously creepy, but just like, um, like, have you ever had somebody like say something to you that totally like changes the way you think about something and it like kind of ruins your day? It's kind of like that with this song in particular the visual that i always get is that like um i don't think this song had a video but if it did it would totally be like him singing this song to like a bunch of patients like in a room as nurses like walk around and take care of them you know um and right. it's like he's saying it through like a pa system you know going through the going through the treatment center or whatever i like the the way it but like you said earlier i like the way that it builds and then how the last bit of it is just like really chill where it's like, okay, you took your medicine. So now you're not, you <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Now you're feeling better about everything. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, I love that. I love that when you mentioned that. That's that's really good. Like with the lyrics, like you were saying, like as far as like the what I what I thought about whenever I heard the you know from the doctors to the patients, please have patience with the nurses. Yeah, I just thought about you know like it makes it gives me this picture of like like somebody's like li- like. I'm going insane. I'm in, I'm in the hospital and somebody's going insane and they just think that the nurse is like a total, like they're out to get, you know what I mean? Like they're out to get me like super paranoid. Like I don't like trust what you're saying. Like you're, I don't know. I've been in and out of the hospital and I've, I've seen people reacting like that to, you know, to nurses. And it's just like, I mean, Nurses are saints. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and it's hard too. It's hard from my perspective too, because like when he's like, "Please have patience with the nurses. They ask too many questions. They give stupid suggestions." And like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and anybody that is listening to this that is a nurse or knows a nurse, I'm not saying this about nurses in general. I'm just saying this is a, a case of a specific individual where I worked in this uh, dialysis facility uh working on uh, basically if the machines broke i'd get them up and running and and put them out on the floor i had a nurse bring me a a full dialysis machine this is a machine that that filters people's blood right and i remember she's like yeah the usb port on this thing is broken and i was like well i mean that doesn't really i was like that doesn't really affect the operation of the machine you know like it doesn't a usb port doesn't have to be plugged in for that and i was like and what were you using the usb port for anyway because like I only use that to update the software, you know, on the back of the machine. So like, how would you, how would you know that it isn't working? And she's like, Oh, and I was like, did you plug your phone into that? And she was like, she's like, what? No, I, I, I was like, are you trying to charge your phone off of that? I was like, you know, this USB port, like, that's not what it's for. like. You're using a piece of life-saving equipment to charge your phone. Like maybe it's not, a, maybe it's not a big deal, but it, it was weird to me. You know, like in the spirit of this song, like it, it just seemed like it, it seemed like it crossed a line and I don't know what that line is, you know, it, it, in a certain sense, she did nothing wrong, but in another sense, it seems very wrong, you know? And so, um, this song like sort of really reminds me of that experience where it's like sleep safely in the hands of men, you know, like, and, you know, have patience with the nurses, like that song really hits close to home in that because I'm always thinking about that. Like the fact that your medical staff, like our people are regular people that do (laughs) regular people things like try to charge their phones using an open USB port on a machine or, um, you know, but yeah, like you were saying, I have seen people be very hostile, uh, towards these nurses for, for basically no reason. Even, even when it's outside of a, a mental, uh you know institution or or something like that i um one time and this story is not about this but there was one time where i did end up in the hospital under observation uh for depression and so they basically just like took all my stuff away from me and put me in a room and i sat there but it was like it had a big glass window and there's nothing to do so i just sat there and watched people and um across the room from me some guy had been brought in uh i guess from a car accident or something And I don't know what the story was, but dude, he got like, as soon as he regained consciousness, he went like straight hostile at the nurses, like slapping at them, like trying to hit them and stuff. 
And then like some other people who I guess were like family members came in and he started snapping at them and stuff. Then again, I was yeah. also like, maybe the dude doesn't have insurance and is trying to get out of the hospital before he has to, <laughs> before he has to pay that money. But um, it's been interesting because the first time I ever heard this song, I was just like, yeah, okay, it's a cool song. It's got some creepy, you know, creepy vibes to it. A little bit melancholy, a little bit like kind of funny, you know. Um, and then I've had all these experiences past that that <laughs> always kind of remind me of of that song. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like we're talking about a yin yang of experiences here that all fit nicely in the song. I think it's amazing that that he's able to do that with the lyrics and then like musically the story that it's telling, like the way that it literally just like it's like it, the music builds like a stair step. Oh yeah. Like it, the way everything is introduced into the song it's just it's a great opening for a record oh yeah especially like going off like oh i'm getting ready to listen to this whole entire record that sounds like coin laundry loser right and you're like wait what is this <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so speaking speaking of a song i like the word you use staircase um because the next song there is no dana is that it, like the way that song opens up you know with just with just that main riff just building it i love the way the guitar sounds on this record I like I could have sat there for when I for the brief amount of time I played guitar. I, I if I'd have known I could ever get a guitar sound like that, I would have sat there for literally days trying to get it exactly right because it's like the perfect balance of like hard rock and like this sort of indie sensibility that the band I guess that's what people would call them now would be indie. Um because mm -hmm. I very much just refer to it as emo before too, you know, when I when I would listen to it. Uh, but this song, like, really, um, you know, any anybody that's ever been, like, you know, <laughs> 14 or 15 years old and, and dated somebody, you know, is going to find something to like about this song. Right. I, yeah. And what you're saying about the guitars, um, y you know, the guitars, the drums, the closed hi-hat, the... I mean, I, I, I would like set set up a boombox and like because I played drums and I would set up a boombox and I would like just play that drum beat, it's like just over and over and over, play that song, and it's just like the bass, every every part of that band with that lineup, the bass player, the drummer nobody's overplaying but everybody's doing so little that it's doing so much yeah and creating so much space like it's in it's incredible and i feel like i just said a bunch of words that sound pretty that don't mean anything but i feel like if you're familiar with this record like you would like you would you would have to agree yeah <laughs> no like i definitely feel um this is a weird comparison but the only other record because i feel like everything on this record is basically perfect like there is yeah like just the way yeah the way the drums sound the way the bass sounds the guitar um 
you know the vocals are like exactly and like it's weird too how like in the intro to this song they go so hard with what they're like you if you could just imagine the vibe in a room of just sitting there like standing there jamming jamming that riff out over and like i mean it just it's hypnotic <laughs> you know yeah. in a way i think i made a note that was like on this song that it was just like like a dreadful trudging feeling you know what i mean like you it's just like a, you're trudging i don't know like it's it's sick yeah well it like and it captures that sort of adolescent feeling that we all kind of had being like a little bit heart sick you know what i mean but like you're mm -hmm. still like especially at that age like because your quote-unquote relationships at that age are so fleeting you know what i mean they're so fast so like it's like this weird combination of that kind of um like you still kind of feel good about like having a crush on somebody or you still feel good about like somebody but then like you know either either you broke up or you, that person broke up with you or something or and so like you're you're upset but i don't know like it's it's just it's it's a weird again i keep using this word melancholy feeling where it's yeah. like you're really not sure like do i feel good like does this make me feel good or not and then you mix that with the lyrics it's just like you know just a string bead in your catalog of broken hearts and then just the way he the way he yells that chorus is i mean just so perfect like i i would just like if i saw the band playing live there's no way i wouldn't be screaming that along you know even though i've been married for <laughs> you know 15 years you know like i still feel it you know like i still go back to that place uh whenever i hear yeah. that song because it's like back then you know back then it was like you might have had somebody that you could hang out with I, I rarely did but i mean it's almost like you loved the loneliness yes like but you missed it but it was like there's this weird like like you're almost obsessed with it like yeah like it's an obsession like you you it's it's so comforting you want away from it it's like the minute you get away from it it's just not it doesn't feel the same yeah <laughs> no like that that that's totally valid man like it is because it's kind of like what i was talking about earlier with the whole like being bored thing it's not like when i was a kid i enjoyed being you know like i enjoyed sitting there in the living room with nothing to do <laughs> you know it's not like i liked that when i was that age i did everything in my power to to keep from that being the case right like so either either you fix that through going outside and playing with your friends or you know you you decide to get a nintendo and <laughs> you know play some games or yeah. anything to make the time go by like we spent so much of our youth trying to not be youth anymore um that now that like i'm old and most of my hair is gray it's like i i remember that feeling that that limitless potential of like and i think that's what this catches is like the what could have been sort of potential there like oh when i was younger if i hadn't done this i could go you know what if what if what if and people will get caught up in circles like that and so a song like there is no dana always takes me sort of to that nostalgic place where like you said it's not that like it actually makes me feel good but for whatever reason it's comforting to still feel that feeling and like know that you either that you went through that or you know that you, you can identify I, I don't even know how to explain this like 
I'll probably have to cut half of this story. It sounds like I said something halfway intelligent, but, um, (laughs) but basically what I'm getting at is that like it, even if it was painful, even if it was like an upsetting thing that happened, it reminds us of a time where we didn't have the types of responsibilities that we have now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like as, as every day that I get older, I have less and less kind of choice in what I do. You know, I mean, yes, technically we all have the choice to do anything if we want to. Exactly. But we're, we're not smart enough to know what's beneficial and what's not. But to have like an afternoon, like where you could just literally sit on the couch and just relax and just chill out and just be present with nothing else, but just to like chill and pop the investigation discovery channel on that's right and watch some quote unquote as my youngest says murder shows <laughs> you know and not even worry about it or then you know like ordering food like that is like that's gold like i love hanging out and having chill days like that but i mean i love like you know and and, and the kids don't understand like they don't understand like you know they're like um, what are we gonna do let's play a game let's do this let's do that let you know let's what are, what are we doing and it's just like dude we did like remember yesterday when we like did x y z and everything in the world plus got ice cream plus met mickey mouse and then yeah today we're just chilling yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> yep absolutely i yeah <laughs> yeah i miss it you know i do to, to <laughs> like i'm about to take my kids to universal studios and like they have forgotten already about how we went to disney world last year you know they haven't forgotten like they, they know that we did it you know but like you know and all i remember is the drive right because the older i get all i do is focus on the things i don't like about things <laughs> you know more than the things that were fun you know uh although i will tell you they had some incredible cheeseburger egg rolls at or they maybe they were spring rolls at disney world where it was like it looks just like a regular like if you got chinese takeout like it looks like a just a regular spring roll but there's like an entire bacon cheeseburger inside of it it was that's now you're talking my language yeah that was before i stopped work that's before i before i started losing weight but yeah like <laughs> it was, um i mean if i had infinite money i'd have just stayed there and died i'd have just ate all <laughs> you just kept eating those and my wife would have been like well he i mean he went out doing what he loved <laughs> like, yeah right i got he had a heart attack down at the laundromat yep speaking of you know laundromat um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna let you start talking about coin laundry loser I mean, I think, like I said earlier, like, you know, this song has that, like, punk sensibility-ish, just enough to be the gateway to draw you in. Yeah. That you, I kept thinking I was going to hear this throughout the course of the record, and I never really did, but the more that I listened, the more that everything else just made so much sense. Yeah, I mean, I love... I love the energy of this song and like 
how it, it's not distorted. Like the, 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 you know, that, that kind of vibe that it has going on. Yeah. And it, it's like got the quick, the quick choke offs. Like it's just a great, not even talking about the lyrics, uh, just the music just sounds really cool. Like it just sounds cool. Yeah. It's all tight. It's just, it's just a, it's a sick sound. It sounds like a radio hit, which mm-hmm. is interesting, right? Because like a lot of the stuff, especially when I was that age, I'd hear a new song on the radio and I'd be like, oh my God, this is, this is incredible, you know? But like now we know as, as we're older that a lot of those radio hits that we heard were basically engineered in a laboratory, you know what I mean? With like, you know, with, uh, with, with all of the money, you know, infinite budgets, <laughs> you know, an entire <laughs> team of people sitting there analyzing every second of the song, making sure that it was exactly that kind of crack that people needed. Right. So that's an example of, of companies trying to write viral hits, you know, at the time. Um, and then this song comes along and it sounds like a radio hit because like Chris Staples is an amazing songwriter. If you, I don't know if you've listened to any of his solo stuff, but it is, uh, it's not like this, but it's, it's equally like, you can tell that like the same level of, um, I'll say it like genius, you know, goes into those songs. And this is interesting because, you know, it is the song that I think is designed to draw you in, you know, to check out, to be the thing, like you hear this song and you have a soul, you know, you want to hear the rest of this record. And I think the genius of it is just like you said, even though the rest of the record doesn't sound like this song, now you can't imagine the rest of the record sounding like anything else, you know, (laughs) Exactly. you know, like, and it's, it's, it's got that, it's got that catchy chorus. It's the way, yeah, the way it starts is just so clean and and pretty and not even pretty, but just like driving, you know, um, And then you go you go into that chorus and just the way they do everything is like very much the same way they do it on the other songs but here it's just got that energy and it's got that it's got that youthful sort of passion behind it and um yeah this i always i love this song just because it's um and i didn't hear this uh first yeah i didn't hear the song first but uh when i heard it it was definitely like a, a big a big standout for me because i was all like from a business perspective why didn't they just write 10 of these you know what i mean <laughs> and throw it on a disc and and that's it you know instant superstar anytime... now you're on epitaph you know what i mean like let's go yeah i mean anytime you can literally roll the windows down it'd be nighttime and the air's hitting you in the face and you're I mean, this song puts you in the most perfect spot for that. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like the lyrics is like so tired, sleep with the light on with the stereo blasting in your ear. You know, you're tired when your senses fail. I mean, that right there, lyrically sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then that chorus, like you're talking about. I mean, it's unreal i could you i could just sing the whole song for you if you want yeah it's just sign up for patreon i'm gonna make him sing the whole song (laughs) um i think it's interesting how even though it has all of those qualities and how you know we've been talking about how it's different it's different it's different it is still so the same in comparison to the rest of the record 
Um, the fact that like they can go that many places and still have because like this song still, you know, just like you said, it has the most relatable lyrics ever. You know what I mean? We've all been 18, <laughs> you know, because like and it's interesting because like there is no Dana feels like younger than that, you know, to a degree like like six, you know, 15, 16 years old, you know, and then you move into coin laundry loser. And it's like, well, you know, right there, even in the title, it's like I got to pay for it to wash my own laundry. You know what I mean? Like I, I've moved on, but like you still even at that age, I remember still kind of feeling like I've got nothing to do. And yet what I knew, what I don't know, what I know now that I didn't know then is I could do anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, 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 but yeah, I, I love, I love the song. I love how it keeps that melancholy feeling while still making you feel good. And then they just go right after this song. If we're following the, uh, if we're following the take hold uh, <laughs> track list. Yeah. Uh, you go right into um, this town will eat you. And mm. it's like a whole different deal. Um, totally, man. Oh, like the way totally. it's just it's just like this this melancholy. There's that word again. Take a drink every time I say melancholy. It's got that melancholy feeling. It's downtrodden. It's it's got like no energy. Um, it makes me feel like I just pulled an all-nighter. I'm watching the sun come up, sitting in a Waffle House, smoking cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what. That's what the beginning of this song makes me think about. And then he just comes right in, you know, with the Waffle House thing. When you surround yourself with lunatics and crack addicts, you know, it's just um, this is the this is like the real meat of this record. Mm -hmm. Like this is what this record really is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, just to kind of give you this this song in particular. I, I mean, for me personally, like it's it's weird because when this song has for me two things kind of departing away from like talking about the song but like as far as what it actually means the weird thing like here is like whenever this song whenever i first heard this song um you know you've all everybody's got a friend or whatever and it's just like you leave high school and then you see them a couple of years later and it's just different yeah and and you're like oh man like you know holy smokes like what's up <laughs> like yeah you know what i mean and then like fast forward you know 20 years later i'm actually at a hospital like my dad he had had a stroke and um someone that i was close with very close with in high school um that it, this song kind of made me like think about when i first heard it like i i heard him pass away in the hospital oh wow. 20 years later yeah dude oh wow totally insane insanity like and that's just like it i don't know like it's just kind of like i know that sounds like really heavy or whatever it's like very whatnot 
I mean, he's a beautiful individual, though. Like, to this day, like, you know, I, great, great memories of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just everybody has our time. But, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, it just paints a picture. Like, I think everybody can relate to this, be it. It's just, a, it's a, it's a cautionary tale for me. That's the way I kind of view it. But like, I don't know, maybe I'm just rambling. No, no, <laughs> I get it. No, I think, I actually think you're right on because for me, what I get out of it is kind of that I've been, compl- I've been using this whole episode to complain about being old, but what it reminds me of too, is just this idea that like, oh, there's a lot of people that I knew that I, that I spent every day with you know, when I was younger and, you know, we all did the whole like best friends forever, you know, Goonies never die, you know, like that sort of thing or, or whatever, um, you know, right. Cobra Kai, right? Like all of that stuff. Um, I'm just saying a bunch of buzzwords that I can use to go viral, but like the, <laughs> right. the thing is, is that like those relationships and friendships, eventually they grow apart. Not all of them. I mean, there's still some people that I still talk to, you know, that I've, that I've known forever. But there's also those people that like you don't talk to them for a few years and then you, you run into them somewhere and you're both like, you know, yeah, dude, we should get together sometime and, you know, do that, you know, play games like we used to. Or, you know, I can't tell you how many dudes I've been in bands with over the years. And I'm like, you know, we should get together and do something or, you know, and, and, but you never do. Right. Because, and you know, you're not going to do, you it. know, you're not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's not, that you, but it's weird because you're not lying. It's not that you don't mean it, but you know you, that that it's not going to happen. In a perfect world, you want to. Yeah, yeah. It's, but you can't. You can't. You don't have time, and they don't have time. You know, and so it's it's just this weird sort of realization of that. Like like in a song, you know, someday when things get slow again, we'll burn this city down. You know, like it is exactly that. And it's it's like, I took it right till they died, but not to make light of that. But I yeah. mean, it's just like, but where you're coming, saying like, yeah, like it's never gonna get slow. No, we haven't made time yet, and we're not gonna make time in the future. Right? Yeah, it's just it's not gonna happen, and it's not anything mean. It's not about that. You know, it's not about you know whether you like that person or don't like him or you're not like, you know, it's not like you run into somebody you're like, Oh, I always hated that guy. It's like, no dude, this guy was like my, this guy was like a really close friend, but I just don't have time (laughs) for it now. I just don't have time for it now. And this song is just like literally that. And it's so weird because I couldn't relate to it when I was younger. I just thought it was a weird song where he starts off with, you know, I always just thought it was funny when you surround yourself with lunatics. Like he says it so casually, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is the thing that you surround yourself with lunatics and crack addicts, and when you find yourself falling down on the inside, you know I won't be surprised, but I'll fake it. You know, if you can't take it, can't kick it. You know, so like there is, I think there's a little bit of both of what we were saying. You know, in here, um, and that's what's great about these songs is they they really go, they they kind of ebb and flow into a lot of different directions, while still like keeping that uniform feeling. Yeah, it's crazy too. Cause I mean, and I'm sure that, you know what I mean? Like, look at me and you, like we're sitting here. Like, I feel like looking at you, like you're doing the best you've done, the best you've been in a long time. You look great. I feel great. Like, you know what I mean? We could have been that guy to somebody else. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> dude, I was but, that guy. Dude, seriously, I was that guy yeah, like a year ago. Yeah, I was probably I was probably that guy to somebody else. Yeah. You know, in to be all in all fairness, like I was probably the one that they were thinking about, oh my gosh. Yeah. This guy. He's got he's hang he's surrounded himself with the crack addicts now. Yeah. I mean, not that I was. I don't know anybody that does crack. I don't really yeah, me neither, really. That's man. not what yeah. I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I feel that. And, like, it's especially hard for me because, like, there is a certain sense of, of loss that I feel when I listen to this song because it's, like, I chose to do this, like, extracurricular activity, you know, in podcasting that, like, most people don't do. You know, like, you, you still sing in bands. You know what I mean? You, you're still doing these extracurricular activities that let's be honest most people don't do that sort of thing most people um they 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 go to work they come home they spend time with those and those are good people you know mm -hmm. um but it's hard because like i had a buddy of mine reach out and like not mean or anything just like very like dude, i feel like we don't ever hang out anymore and i don't feel like we're as close as we used to be and like it was definitely heartbreaking because i didn't even realize it but it was one of the like having to face the reality that like I chose to do this thing that other people don't do. And if I have to dedicate a certain amount of time to it because I care about it, but in me caring about that doesn't mean that I don't care about everyone else it, too. You know, it, it's just, it's a really complicated issue that I haven't really found a great solution for yet, you know? Um, other than taking the podcast breaks, you know, every couple of months and, and using that time to kind of spend more time with my family and spend more time with my, with, you know, some of my closer friends. Right. Right. And I mean, it's not that you don't, and for me, like it's what you're saying, like, you know, we do these extra extracurricular things that most people don't relate, which is kind of you know what I'm saying? Like, I think anybody that is taking the time out to log in, subscribe, smash the like button and check the viral, uh, TikTok, they, they, they understand and they, you know, they, they relate. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but I mean, like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it is, it's a different thing. It's like, you know, the, you, I, people that are here like we're all in like we're freaking into this we're about that life yeah quote unquote attila that's right the end yeah <laughs> <laughs> once somebody so, somebody invokes attila that's it yeah <laughs> so do you think i mean it's one of those things where if chris staples hears this and it's like it one percent of his body thinks these two dudes that are like metal dudes, they maybe have this one thing right at some point in this thing. I think it'll be a win. I think it's a success. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hope he, yeah, I hope he is listening to it. Um, if he does, I'm going to, you know, if Chris Staples listens to this and reaches out, I'm going to make him talk about, a re I'm going to make him talk about a death metal record. I think no, like, <laughs> I'm not going to make him do anything. I, I appreciate, I really, and that, that's something that I, that I want to make sure I mention is like, I really appreciate this record because I can't tell you how many times I've been in a bad spot and I've just popped this thing on and it's leveled me out, you know, yeah. in a way that, that other records just, 
just don't like i dude i listened to this record once I, I, my poor wife i was on a road trip with her and we were taking turns on what we wanted to listen to and for whatever reason i just had this bug like, i wasn't really in a bad mood but like i was just in a bug where like we were driving i think we were driving down to nashville so it wasn't that long of a trip it was like maybe five or six hours you know from where we were so she listens to my wife listens to like 80s pop music and um a lot of it's really cool like i got really into like tears for fears uh from nice. from listening to her stuff and um but you know she, she'll want to listen to she'll want to listen to one of her pop records or whatever and so then i was like yo i want to listen to um regulate the chemicals you know because for me th there's nothing better than listening to this town will eat you taking back roads down to tennessee and driving through old towns you know with the yeah. window down after it's already dark i mean it's perfect right and so i never you got missed. out of that mood uh you know so she'd she'd pick a different record and we'd listen to it and then i'd pop this one back in and then she would <laughs> yeah and so like by the end of the trip she was just like i just want to throw this record out the window i'm done so then i think i switched to like an emory record or something and then she was like oh it's just more of the same thing and i was like not the same thing at all you know um but yeah so that was that was kind of my dynamic for this record i was obsessed with it for and still i'm i mean obviously we've been talking for an hour about it you know like right it's still um it's still one of my go one of my go-tos whenever i whenever i need any type of like balancing out or even just to relax like i listen to it to relax and um i know you don't like less worth that one that song's on my version and i like that song is like the ultimate like a home on the range chill out i'm getting old <laughs> you know type of song <laughs> right um and it kind of kind of like coin laundry loser it kind of threw me for a loop at first when i heard it because i was like wait a minute hold on a second like am i listening to country music right now What's weird is not only am I listening to country music right now, but do I like this? You know, like I actually, uh, I actually like really enjoy it because it, it's still, you know, even if it was recorded in a different session than the rest of the song, it still fits in this like really satisfying way. It, it's very like sing songy, you know, like, like you're listening to folk music almost. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I, I do love this song and it's cool. It, it kind of, it, it's i'm not sure have you ever heard uh his solo record panama yeah 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 dude, i love that record mm -hmm. but it just kind of like it, i feel like it would fit, like it fits kind of in there like i don't know just kind of kind of reminds me of she left me for a top on her heart yeah <laughs> I, yeah love that tune dude absolutely I don't know. I mean, I know it's like not the same, but it's just kind of what it always reminds me of. It's in the like, same. I hear that. Yeah, it's in the same vein. I have to go back and listen to that one. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, next season we'll be back here with yeah, yeah. That that song I love. Um, I'm kind of pushing through some of the other ones, but you know, the song that I really really like is uh, the spoiled one. And because oh, it's another, yeah. it's another just like sort of downtrack. It's a very sad song because of the, the kind of realization that takes place in the song. And like, I, I when I listened to it on the way home, 
I was like rushing home, you know, to do this interview and 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 to talk. Mostly, I just wanted to talk about the record. You know, it, it was this. I was just listening to the song and it hit me in the right place because, like, I spent the first season of this podcast talking about every horrible thing in the world that's ever happened to me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got fired from this job and it sucked, and I got my like, I got my, uh, I got my water turned off at one point. And, you know. It really upset me and you know i had all these crazy i got locked in a crazy dude's basement one time you know like all this crazy stuff yeah go back Whoa. and listen i'll link you to that one later um that's a that's a good one but um i'm talking about all this horrible stuff or whatever and like for whatever reason it hit me it hit me weird listening to this song because i, I kind of had that same realization where like i'm still alive um i had a buddy of mine text me the other day he's like yeah man how are things going and i was like uh, you know, I was like, actually pretty good. You know, I'm, I got stuff. I, I got this awesome new car that I, new to me car that I'm driving. We got this awesome one for the family. And, um, it's really cool. That we were able to get them for the prices that we were able to get them and how good a condition they were in. And, um, I was like, everybody in our, in my family is in good health. You know, we have a good, we have a car Yeah, you know, we, I'm sorry, really excited about the cars, but I was like, we, you know, we have a home all of our needs are being met. I don't hate going to work every day, you know, yeah. and, and all that stuff. And that's like when it, this song hit me, where it's all like, I'm not the um, grateful bastard son. I'm the rich and spoiled one, you know, uh, talking about the, pro you yeah. know, the prodigal son and how like, dude, I'm sitting here complaining about how bad I've got it when I've got everything compared to people that have nothing, you know. I'm the rich and spoiled one I'm not the grateful bastard son I'm Yeah, dude, we're literally just living in a world where we're kings Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the top 1% rich people of the world like worried about like the smallest stuff it's insane yeah well dude i was like on that episode where i talked about the water getting turned off i like i was bitching about how i had to sell all my video games and i had to sell all of this stuff i had to get rid of all this stuff or whatever I, i'm sure there's like people out there that would love to have that stuff in their house to sell to take care of that you know what i mean like it's one of those like mm -hmm. to a certain degree like if i just tell you that story randomly you're gonna be like oh dude that sucks i'm so sorry but like when you look at it from the perspective of somebody that has nothing, <laughs> you know, it just yeah. hits differently where it's like, okay, dude had a dude had a minor inconvenience and got really melodramatic about it, you know, but you know, and that's not to downplay. Like, I think that people's problems are valid regardless of their status. You know what I mean? Cause you still feel what you feel, but, For um, sure. that, but this song just definitely hit me right in the gut, you know, when I was listening to it, cause I was like, Oh yeah, this is true. Like, it's really in how I decide that I want to look at it, you know? Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, the lyrics to the song are insane. Like, just just perfect. Yeah. But, and that, yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, there's really nothing else you could say. I mean, that, that line sums it all up. I mean, it's just sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's just delivered with this brutal honesty that, like, that's one of the things that I liked about 238 was that, like, they're, you know, they were a band that came out of the Christian scene with a very Christian name, 
you know what I mean? With two, you know, mm -hmm. Acts 238, you know, and so like, I mean, th there wasn't a whole lot of debate at that time about like, oh, what do these guys believe or whatever? And like, I think that's its biggest strength because it didn't have to spend the entire record explaining that, you know, but you get, you get sort of like the, okay, we're going to get really real on this song, you know, and we're going to use an example. Like, I don't know. I just think it was, it was very tastefully done and more impactful that way than what you would get from just like you know at the time like you'd have like a christian hardcore band up there and be all like i'm about to change your life you know like that's <laughs> right you know. and well, he did i got punched because, in the head yeah you know it's weird because you put this on your viral tiktok um for me dude like my experience seeing 238 for the very first time live in person in a living room with 25 people, this dude literally played Made Away for Moses and followed it up with Let's Get to the Point and Smoke Another Joint by Tom Petty. Nice. Hand to God. 2001. That's I'm awesome. like, dude, this guy is out here. <laughs> this guy's this guy real and knows how to party. Yeah. Yeah, it just made it, and I don't even really know if it was like it wasn't like a there was no shock value there though. It was a very real moment. Like it wasn't like we're not playing this song to prove we're just playing this jam. It's not we're not proving anything. I mean, I don't know if they were partying or not. I, I yeah. really don't know. Like it was just cool like it was just really authentic yeah. like and that's and then what you're saying is like it makes complete sense but there is an authenticity to like both sides like where it was like yeah like there there were some really outspoken christian things going on with the band but also like i never i didn't feel like i felt like you're saying like we're gonna change your life <laughs> type thing like you know yeah. I just felt like a comfort there. Like I, I felt like I was at home. Yeah. Like listening. Well, to yeah, them. you're in a living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, this um I I I I like that authenticity because it shows kind of a profound maturity. It like like this feeling of knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. Even even if it's only at that time. Like you could change. Yeah, you might change your mind about things. You might not. You might stick to something for life. Um, it's right. it's really whatever works for you. As laissez-faire as that sounds, um, I I think that there is definitely a very strong benefit to knowing who you are and being comfortable with that. And I get that off of this record in spades. And I think that that actually opens it up to be despite how this record makes me feel like i get kind of that melancholy downtrodden all the stuff we've talked about already uh but then you get a song like indian in your eyes which is like makes me feel totally different than what the lyrics are <laughs> you know but it's still just like super profound even though i think it's like trying to be comedic in a way too you know yeah i'm literally still trying to figure out what it means yeah like to this day like i don't even get it like but i love it yeah 
Does that make? I don't. No, you know it makes I mean? it makes total I, sense. Like I mean, and like I I will, I will hum parts of this song or sing parts of the song to myself. You know, this is the sound of my brain waves in a chaotic symphony of thought. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so well done, but like intentionally melodramatic, and it's it's. It really, it's a fever dream of a song. I just wanted to run away from here forever. I dreamt I was a runway model. I tripped and broke my leg on the catwalk. Everyone stared and you were there. It all made sense. Everybody like, says... It's unreal. Like, everybody says I'm Mexican. I'm Indian in your eyes. What's that even mean? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, where's he coming from? What's the that? backstory like, there? There has to be one, right? I'm here for it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I still don't get, like truly get it. What's it mean? It's kind of like uh, the bathroom is a creepy place for your friends. Yeah. He's gotta put something in there, like you know what I just mean. Just something like, weird, yeah. Right at the end, where like, because you get you get kind of comfortable in a feeling with this record, and then you you get that at the end, and you're like, wait, yeah. And like, you should be living is the same way, you know. You've got that creepy, not creepy, but just weird. Actually, I think that the your, the bathroom is a creepy place for pictures of your friends, uh, is is creepier even than this song. But I like this song because <laughs> of how weird it is. Because, like, the weird thing, right. yeah, like, because this song just, like, when he goes into this whole, like, um, I dreamt I was a runway model and I tripped and broke my leg on the catwalk. Everyone stared and you were there. It all made sense. And I was like, dude, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me, but, like, I'm here for it anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. That's so funny. But, yeah, I mean, overall, it's really one of the most unique records that i own mm -hmm. and i think all of their all of their discography really is is that way um it's it's interesting because i know there are a lot of people that know chris staples as a solo artist like he's more popular at, you know as a solo artist than he is than he was in this band as far as i know i, I could be wrong about that but that's the way it seems to me and um it's interesting that whenever i listen to his solo music I can still feel that, you know, I can still feel that authenticity and I can still feel that like mm -hmm. really creative spark that's there that doesn't ever seem like it's going to run out. You know, like it, dude is always just coming up with these really great ideas. And that's not to, that's not to short sell the rest of the band. You know, there's an amazing band, you know, on this record. It's not just one guy, you know, right. But um, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's kind of like what I was saying. I think that well, we're talking about this record for a reason, and it's like it's it, it is not just him, but there's there's differences like the drummer on this record and the bass player on this record. If I'm not mistaken, it they're different on this record than you should be living. Yeah, and um, the guitar player is different as well. I I don't know if they recorded or or whatnot, but like the everybody's so pocket on this record it's like it makes it so perfect yeah like i i don't know and then you've got him which is like the ace of spades it's like unreal yeah yeah 100 i mean it is 
there isn't a whole lot more I can say that I haven't already said, but like, I mean, if you're listening to this just because you know me or, you know, you know, David, if this is a record that you haven't checked out um, and you've made it this far <laughs> into the podcast, um, definitely yeah. go and listen to this record. Um, don't even listen to the outro of my episode. Like, it's fine. Just go to this, ep- go to this record <laughs> and listen to it because it is, it is really unique. And it's still very, very significant to me, even though like the majority of the day to day music that I listen to is typically heavier, you know, a lot screamier or whatever. You know, it takes a lot for me to uh, I'm always going, 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 always busy, always going places. And so to have a record like this to sort of take me back to that place of of relaxation, almost to the point of boredom is even if i only get it for like the 30 something minutes <laughs> that the record is um it's it's absolutely worth it yeah for sure and like i know we've kind of skipped over like you know moving too far songs for write the words ears and fingers those are great tracks yeah. too um and i've got like um super nerd style james paul wisner did the record yeah which is awesome he did the under oath record the first under oath record further i believe he's done further seems forever chris caraba sang backup vocals on this record which is crazy yeah um there's just so many cool things about this record that like add to the like i don't know like just make it cool <laughs> yeah well no that was actually leading into my next question um because i haven't asked a lot of questions tonight but um that was the last thing I was going to ask was, is there anything else about this record that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that it's, I think the cool thing about it, like we're living in a world where Chad Johnson put it all on black. Yeah. To make this record with a killer producer, like, you know, it really, I mean, really brought from what I can tell, like, from what I know, I don't know the history. I don't know really anything other than like, I mean, I'm a massive take hold records fan. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like crazy to me that, you know, one guy just made such a cool record happen and like really just like curated this experience like of this record. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, or allowed allowed the experience of this record to happen. I think that's amazing. Like, it's like that. Like, yeah. I mean, and there's people like with dirt floors. Yeah. And and we've got you know, cool two thirty eight records to listen to. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it, I I care so much about this record that it's one of those like, if somebody broke into my house and they're like, I'm taking this copy of Regulate the Chemicals. I mean, realistically, as much as I want to say, yeah, you're just going to go ahead and have to shoot me. um, I probably would just let him take it and not just order one, you know, from somebody. (laughs) But, you know, it's fine. Um, But, yeah, this record, massive. I mean, if the house, I'm going to say more generic stuff. If if, If the house was on fire and I had to grab five records, this would be one of them, you know. Um, Yeah. it's, It's absolutely one of those records that means more to me than like entire movie franchises (laughs) you know uh that that i've liked you know um 
just no restrictions. It makes me think about things that sometimes aren't comfortable for me to think about, you know, and, um, anything, anything that, that expands my brain in that way is, is worth it to me every time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's cool. It's like, kind of like another thing to answer, you know, that question that you asked, is there anything else I'd like to add? It's just like, kind of not just with this record, but like, you know, being into getting into like, um, this record and then the next record when it came out, it's like, I'll never forget. Like it, it created a core memory for me, like, like playing with the showdown, like, and being on tour with the showdown and just being so pumped, uh, that the discover America record was coming out. Yeah. Like, you know, being able to like, dude, I went to, I went to, a record store the day that discover America record came out and like was all in, you know, jamming it. And like, that was like the soundtrack to my whole summer for like, you know, it's like that whole summer for me, like I'm jamming on my laptop, you know, nobody else is wanting to hear that. Right. You know, that nobody else is wanting to hear that shit. Like <laughs> no offense to, anybody you know no offense to chris staples i i I was and um everybody else is like listening to dying fetus and i've got my headphones in listening to discover america and it's just like just going literally being a child discovering america listening to discover america yeah was amazing that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's funny too because whenever you whenever you stream these records on spotify everything chris staples just says discover america like like if i'm like i'm listening to uh sticks are woven in the spokes on spotify right now while we're talking and uh it says it's by discover america <laughs> and uh i never could figure out why that well it's always been that way uh on all the streaming sites for some reason it, it always shows up as discover america which i mean it's fine don't let that stop you it's all good uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but. and that might be that maybe that's maybe that's his publishing name i don't know another thing i have to say before we go a, a crucial riff on this record though and i know that we're like we're just giving this record so much love right now but songs will write the words it's so good it's so good (laughs) no it is like i don't care what anybody says like it's very it's it's just good i don't have i'm trying to like think of some elaborate word for it but it's just it's good yeah absolutely it's that good shit yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah let's go as they say david thank you for talking about this record with me it wouldn't have been as fun by myself you know no it was fun it was a lot of fun we'll have to do it again yeah like We'll have to do it again. Absolutely. But I would I would be remiss um, if I didn't bring up Hope Deferred, which was like a band I've been following for a while and a band that you just uh, joined. Um, how is that going? 
it's going really well. Um, I mean, I know that as things are, you know, like busy people doing busy things. Um, but no, I mean, there's like, um, we've got golly, like probably like nine songs jamming on. Okay. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I've said this before, like when I've talked about it before, but it's like, I am such a fan of like Andy's guitar of Andy's bands, like embodiment. I mean, I've got the embodiment CD literally nice right on your wall, ready to go. It's on my wall. Yeah. Like, and it was on my wall before I was in hope deferred, but I mean, just like, like I I'm, I'm just a fan of that. Like, uh, so yeah, just for me to be like, jamming on it like i i just feel like so pumped it's different than anything i've ever done before you know hopefully vocally and like it, I, i've never i didn't write the lyrics for the showdown and i didn't i did come up with some of the patterns here and there and maybe some of the melodies here and there but josh pretty much like wrote the lyrics yeah um and and with hope deferred it's been pretty cool because it's like andy's just been like see what you can come up with and you know for me it's like it's kind of fun because it's like i just want to jam so i'll get you know all these like instrumental tracks and so like i'll be jamming on them and stuff and it's like whether or not you know he's already got an idea or not it doesn't really matter to me because like if I, I don't, I'm not, I don't care. I'm just pumped. So yeah. like I've literally, I've done like put like vocals on there, like a chorus, a verse. And then, you know, maybe like a couple weeks later or a month later, he's been like, Hey, check this out. And it's like completely different, completely off the wall than anything I would have ever come up with. <laughs> and then it's like, I'll get to go in and like redo it again. So it's like, I'm literally like coming up with my own thing, which is fun. And then like hearing different ideas and different takes and then getting to go back in and like literally rediscover the same song. So some of the songs, like I've got like my version and then there's like, you know, his version idea. So, and then some of the, and it's, it's really intimidating too, because like, uh, if you're familiar with the the songs they've already released, he's an excellent vocalist. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. An excellent vocalist. So it's like very like, it's like, oh man. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you know, you just go out there, you give 110%. Thanks for letting me be on the team. Uh, <laughs> let me remain on the team. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> like, you know, you don't really need me, but thank you um, type thing. But yeah, man, I mean, it's like, you know, for to see that come out, like I, I'm going to be really, you know, I'm going to be really pumped on it. And it's just like, there's a mentality there, which is like, you know, that's different than kind of like what we were talking about before, which is like, hey, um, we're, we're working on these songs and you know 
it doesn't really matter if it's a good song or not. Um, only thing that matters is if we have a good 30 seconds. That's not the approach that's being taken with this <laughs> chunk of music. Like, it's like very much of, you know, and the, the, the thing that I like really respect so much about Andy is like, you know, this is very important to him. And this is a, like, you know, once it's out, if I, this is a quote, you know, once you put it out, it's there forever. Right. It's like, this is a legacy piece. And like, you know, like, he's like, yeah, it's like, uh, really pumped on it. So yeah, I'm excited to like share it. Like I'm excited to share, you know, and it's, it's so hard too, because there's things that like, that we've done like riffs that we've done and it's just like oh my gosh like i really want to just like put this out for the world right now yeah. but it's just not it's not the right time and it it it, it will happen so the world has to get ready yeah. for it first right <laughs> well i think it's just it's not necessarily the world it's just like what it like whenever whenever we whenever we put it out it's like is it gonna be something that it's popped on and we're like yeah i'm into this cool yeah like if anybody else is that's fine sweet but are we jamming on this or not like yes or no and then everybody else can figure it out it's like or are we proud of it then cool so i mean it's just hard for me because like i said i'm such a fan well, of course I'm proud of it. Right. Because I'm like geeking out. Like everything is awesome to me. Like I'm like, what? So I'm like almost like having to pull myself back and like trying to set myself in that mentality, like even more. Like I get it. I get it. I get it. Because kind of like I said, you know, like there's been things I've come up with and I've been like, dude, this is sick. I can't believe I even had that in me yeah and i can't believe it to be honest and then he'll come with the course and a and a and a another idea and i'm just like dude never in a million years would i've ever thought of that it's 10 times better sick yeah so yeah it's just it's just been fun like it's been fun especially like coming off of like you know the high of furnace fest playing with the showdown being able to do that and literally it you know i thought i guess like i i I thought that we would probably if you had told me that as the showdown we would not have played a show or you know practiced or anything like up until this point i would have said you're crazy yeah but we haven't and that's not to say that it's a bad thing like every, everybody, everybody's been busy and that's, that's totally fine, but it's been, it's been giving me something to kind of focus on and, 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 and to work on. And, and, and that's just, dude, it's just been, it's just funny. It's just crazy. I'm not trying to be like all weird or whatever, but it's just like, you know, it's just crazy. Like how, you know, I don't know, like, I guess like God knows what you need or whatever, like when you need it. Yeah. So that's kind of like why, that's kind of like whenever I said like, 
in the end of the day, maybe I'm not even a part of it. That's just me being like, and saying like, I'm into the process. That's just me being like, me being a part of the process up till now has been so valuable to me and yeah. fulfilling to me that it's really indescribable. That's awesome. That feeling of creation. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, exactly. And it's just like beyond the music, beyond everything. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I love it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of DFT's Dungeon. Like I said in the intro, my name is Daniel Terry. And I'm pretty sure if me and David Bunton wanted to, we could probably start an entire podcast about 238. We're not going to, but uh, don't be surprised if you guys see David on this show again and both of us talking about a record that might seem like it's outside of our forte, but is actually very much in our forte. On to business. If you guys like the podcast, make sure you're subscribed to it on your favorite podcasting app or uh, leave it a review on your favorite podcasting app if you can do that. I, I just recently noticed that there's reviews on Spotify. They're not written reviews, but they're, uh, you know, little star reviews. So if you like the podcast, make sure to, you know, tell Spotify or whatever app you're listening to that you like this podcast. And uh, if you guys want to help the podcast out greatly, make sure you're sharing the episodes with your friends and family. And, uh, you know, anybody that, you know, is even halfway committal about wanting to hear the podcast, show them the podcast or, or don't. I'm, I'm not here to tell you what to do. If you guys have questions for me, you can send me an email at dftdungeon at gmail.com or you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. And uh, if you really want to hang out and have a, have a good time and share memes and do fun, cool things, Make sure to join the DFT Dungeon Discord server because, as I've said multiple times, the dungeon is not the podcast. The dungeon is the Discord server. So I hope to see you guys on there soon. But if I don't, that's totally okay too because I will see you here again next week.